Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Chris on Twitter. Kevin, you're spending a lot of time on this idea that most of us are panicked. I don't think that's true. Uh, thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. You know, sometimes you do have a hard time gauging uh, Twitter and X, which is not you know necessarily reflective of the masses. Um, but this one, my gut has been uh, over the last 24 to 36 hours that I would say at least half the fan base, maybe maybe a little bit less than half, maybe a little bit more, seems to be very, very agitated and dismayed at the way the coaching search has gone. Now, um, we have a Window Nation Twitter X poll up right now. Denton informed me of that during the break. And, th- Chris, you might be right. Are you panicking over the commanders having not hired a head coach? There are three potential answers, majorly panicked, slightly panicked, or not panicked at all. And right now, not panicked is 58.9%. Majorly panicked, 13.1%. Just slightly panicked, 26.3%. So you might might be on to something. I appreciate that. But we're not going to stop the question, which is, What's your view on whether or not this thing has been botched? And then how would you like to see it play out? Uh, I don't think it's been botched. Um, I don't at all. Again, just to repeat for emphasis, and I was thinking about this you know, last night, early this morning, if they hadn't gotten Adam Peters, if they hadn't gotten Ian Cunningham or Alec Hallaby or any of their top candidates from a GM standpoint, and they had to settle for somebody way down the list that we didn't even know or consider, Um, And then we were looking at Washington as the team that still hasn't hired a head coach and potentially has missed out on a top candidate or two. Um, There there would be more of a reason to to wonder what's going on. Uh, But they did get Adam Peters. Uh, Let's go to Kevin, my guy Kevin in Arlington, (laughs) who is definitely in the 13% of majorly, majorly panicked uh, and I love Kevin, and Kevin's got a sharp opinion and has had one of the sharpest opinions of anybody that I have communicated with uh, in terms of people who have listened to this show over the years. Um, 
So tell everybody why you think they have majorly botched this, and then how would you like to see it play out? Thank you, Kevin, for your kind words, and thank you for taking my call. And yes, uh, I would say disappointed, like majorly disappointed, more than panic. But but let's let's start with a couple things. Where we agree, this job is a massive project. I think we all got caught up with Ashburn syndrome and the uh, five picks in the top 100 and the 80 million in cap space and the number two overall pick and all the top quarterback prospects who come around and, and said to ourselves, why wouldn't you come here? We've got Magic Johnson and Josh. In other words, we totally look past what a clunker, what a huge project this is. Okay. Right. Not to mention the last time the team was any good, uh, ben Johnson was in diapers. <laughs> I mean, I'm exaggerating, but the point being, they That's don't true. know about that glory. All they know about is the last 30 years. And so I want to say it's not been 20 years, try 32. And that's where old geezers like me are, are disappointed because it's like, look, the good news is even saying it all year. We don't have to deal with Dan anymore. We have reasonable people that have owned the team now. Um, it's, and, and we all wanted Adam Peters. So it's mostly good, but it, you can have both positive and negative things. It's not going to be all roses and sunshine. And where I'm concerned about here is just one other thing. If it is a botch, because Snyder isn't the owner, you can fix it in two to three years. I'm still in my 60s. I can be around to see it come back if it doesn't happen right away. And you know what? It's not going to happen right away in a lot of respects from the standpoint of facilities, from the standpoint of the stadium, from the standpoint of this terrible roster that needs to be overturned. So there's a lot to go for us to get to where we want to go. But the other thing I would just, again, just framing this, in the background, you still have Jason Wright, who seems to be going nowhere. You just heard that the two Martys and Stokes are going nowhere. And I don't – if it's just that they're not going anywhere until the draft, that's one thing. But if they're staying on, it kind of reminds me of Jim Bowden getting all tight with the learners while Major League Baseball owned the team, and all of a sudden he's the guy, and then we find out, or the learners find out, oh, God, he's not the guy. So I, I guess I'm just there, – there's a number of things that are a little concerning. One last thing about what I'm concerned about. This seems like a committee process. I don't know if Adam Peters has the sway and the say to have made a quick decision on who his guy would be. If it is Quinn, I keep questioning what's the delay. There's nothing that holds them up if it's Quinn, unless do they want to wait till the Super Bowl and then announce not only is it Quinn, but it's going to be Kubiak or Greasy as the OC. In other words, do they want to make uh, a Kevin, I'm a uh, Kevin Arlington, hang tight, Kev, hang stop. tight. Go ahead. Um, uh, Dan Quinn is the, the new head coach. Adam Schefter just tweeted, so Dan Quinn is the guy for the uh, commanders. There you go. Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport also, breaking news, Washington has hired Dan Quinn as the head coach. Let me read from the Schefter because I prefer him uh, on this stuff to Ian Rappaport. Schefter, um, uh, from Dallas to D.C., the commanders are hiring Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn as their head coach per league sources. Quinn and commanders GM Adam Peters are the two men now charged with leading Washington into the future. Uh, Schefter um, also uh, tweeting 
one of the next questions will be whether Dan Quinn attempts to bring any other added Cowboys assistant coaches with him to Washington, such as defensive backs coach Al Harris or defensive line coach Aiden Durd. Both could be defensive coordinator candidates if Dallas grants permission to coaches under contract. Dan Quinn is the new head coach. I'm telling you people, this has been a guy that maybe wasn't number one, but he was very, very high on their list of people that they were considering hiring to be their head coach. Kevin was just asking as a caller, then what's taking so long? Well, they've wrapped it up now, and I'm sure there was probably some negotiations over contract this week, Um, and... I think Kevin and is is Kevin gone? I think he is. Um, I think the the, the point and, and I made it earlier, and I and I think it's a relevant one, you know, as it relates to McDonald specifically, um, is that it isn't the best job available this year. It isn't. It's a better job for a general manager that's going to have a lot of time and a clean slate to to build the roster, to construct a roster. Sometimes the coach that takes that gig with a complete redo isn't the coach that's there when it you know comes to fruition. Um, Dan Quinn is a professional head coach. Dan Quinn has uh, you know led Dallas since taking over uh, their defense. Uh, to top five DVOA uh, performances uh, in 2021, they were fourth. In 2022, they were fourth. This year, they were 2023. You know what I think of the DVOA metric? I think it's the best out there to measure uh, a team's, you know, an offense, a defense, a special team's effectiveness. Um, Dallas was struggling defensively when he came in. Uh, and in three years, he's had a top-five defense all three of those years. They've had some talent, too, uh, for sure. Turned Micah Parsons into a star. Um, In his five years as a head coach uh, in Atlanta, actually it was five-plus years if you include the year that he got fired midway through the season, he uh, had a record of 43-42. and He was 3-2 and in the postseason. They went to the postseason Twice, of course, that first year with Kyle Shanahan as the offensive coordinator, Atlanta went to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan having an MVP season. They led the uh, the Patriots, as we know, twenty eight to three, and lost that game and uh, and that Super Bowl, that great Super Bowl in overtime. The next year, they won a playoff game on the road as a wild card team at ten and six. They went to Los Angeles, the Coliseum, in Sean McVay's first playoff season in L.A. They beat the Rams, and then, this was 2017, in Philadelphia, they lost 15-10 to against the Eagles on the road in the divisional round, but they had that game right there on Julio Jones's fingertips in the end zone. If he pulls that in, there's no Philadelphia Super Bowl, there's no Nick Foles uh, you know, a Super Bowl win, Philadelphia would have been eliminated in that divisional round. After that, things went downhill. They had injuries. They had different coordinators. He brought Steve Sar- Sarkeesian in for the 2017 season when Kyle Shanahan got the job in 2017 in San Francisco. Uh, and from that point, uh, it was not 
that great. Uh, and then he took over a Dallas defense that was horrendous in the last three years, fourth, fourth, and fifth top five DVOA defenses. Now, um, we know what happened in that final game this year for the Cowboys. Dan Quinn was taken to the woodshed by Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packer offense. They were off balance start to finish. They couldn't figure out what was coming next. They gave up 41 points. They got shredded as much as Dak Prescott took some lumps for that game. It was the defense that cost Dallas that game. The last impression of Dan Quinn's defense, certainly not a good one. I will definitely give you that. But it's about the overall largesse of body of work. By the way, Quinn's record without Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator, 24-29. and 29. Um, His defenses the last couple of years in Atlanta weren't great either. Uh, Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com is going to jump on with us at 1135, and we're going to talk to Mickey about Dan Quinn and what people in Dallas think of Dan Quinn and what the reaction now in Dallas will be to Dan Quinn going within the division to take over uh, the Washington job. Uh, The staff that he puts together, now we're in that mode, you know, finding out uh, who they will hire. Will they wait until after the Super Bowl and make a run at, say, Brian Greasy? as a possibility uh, to be their offensive coordinator. Adam Peters has spoken highly of Brian Greasy. I played that audio for you guys maybe two weeks ago, right after or right before Adam Peters got hired, him breaking down the draft in which they uh, took Brock Purdy, and he gave Brian Greasy a lot of credit for that. That was always out there in the uh, discussion about Brock Purdy, that Brian Greasy was really the one that pushed for Brock Purdy in that organization to give him a shot at Mr. Irrelevant as the last pick in the draft. Um, but he's been a big part of the development of Purdy as well. You've got the number two pick in the draft. You've got a quarterback that is more likely than not at number two. This OC hire is going to be crucial. Um In Dallas right now, Brian Schottenheimer's been the offensive coordinator, but remember, Mike McCarthy, after Kellen Moore left, took over play-calling responsibilities. What does Dan Quinn think think about Brian Schottenheimer? Would Schottenheimer move to where he is actually the guy putting together game plans and calling plays? McCarthy took that back. I don't know that the combination of Quinn and Brian Schottenheimer uh, that may send some of you over the bridge uh, and into the uh, into the deep waters of the Potomac, but um, I'm just throwing names out there. There are guys like Frank Reich. Frank Reich's been considered a quarterback guru. You know, it's been discussed that Tepper wanted Bryce Young and Frank Reich actually wanted C.J. Stroud. Um, there are also people that think Frank Reich is a bit too old school in his offensive uh, uh, ideas. Um, there are guys like T. Martin who are up and comers. Van Pelt, who's an up and comer. Greasy, who we've mentioned, is an up and comer. There's also, as I've mentioned, you know, depending on the quarterback they like, perhaps the perfect offensive coordinator for Jaden Daniels would be. Greg Roman, who's been out there. Um, I doubt that that would be the direction that they would go in. Um, Dan Quinn, like Ron Rivera, and this is where they are similar, 
in, in addition to being defensive guys. There isn't a bad word to be found, really. Um, it would be hard to uncover anybody in the league, player, coach, front office, that would say that Dan Quinn isn't a first-rate guy and a first-rate leader. And yes, heard some of the same things about Ron Rivera for sure when he got hired. But as I've said here the last two days, big difference. Ron Rivera came to work for Dan Snyder, a Dan Snyder organization. Ron Rivera came as a CEO coach and general manager. Dan Quinn's coming to coach the football team. He will be working in collaboration with Adam Peters, but he will, I would assume, report to Adam Peters. The org chart on the football side is Josh Harris, Adam Peters, and then it will be Dan Quinn. All right. Phone lines, I know, are still packed, so now we move into a different mode here. Reaction to Washington hiring Dan Quinn. By the way, the last Dallas offensive or defensive coordinator to be hired by Washington, one Norval Turner in 1994. Um, It was a long run for Norv, uh, but it was not a successful Run And again, I would just say to those of you that say, oh, they're going retread, that's ridiculous. There have been a long list of gentlemen who in their second stint ended up being a lot better than in their first one. Just look recently to guys like Pete Carroll, Tom Coughlin, Tony Dungy, and Andy Reid. Uh, Kevin, can I add one more thing about Dan Quinn that I think people seemingly kind of forget because they forget that he had a career before Atlanta? Uh, he also pioneered the LOBC Hawks that lifted Russell Wilson to a championship and destroyed dismantled Peyton Manning, just adding to his defensive resume. I mean, the Legion of Boom and that era of the Seahawks was about, you know, their defense. It, Russell Wilson was a big part of it. Uh, but that's where Dan Quinn made his name, to your point. That's when we became aware of who Dan Quinn was uh, that defense and what they did uh, in that Super Bowl to Denver in the Meadowlands uh, was uh, incredible. And that led to his opportunity to get a head coaching job. And by the way, the job he's done defensively in Dallas is leading to this opportunity. All right, your reaction. Phone lines are open, 301-230-0980. We'll go to Dallas, talk to our guy, uh, Mickey Spagnola, about Quinn. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, the Team980.com. We are free and live on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dan Quinn is the guy. Uh, Adam Schefter broke the news, and now everybody in the world's confirming it. Uh, but as I told you a week and a half ago, he was plan B. Um, but no, Dan Quinn is the new head coach. It is, uh, according to Ben Standig, they have verbally agreed um, to him becoming the new head coach. Uh, and it's over, finally. Uh, Washington, the last of those with head coaching availabilities, are, um, are hiring Dan Quinn, uh, the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, the before that former defensive coordinator for the Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he has been a Super Bowl winning coordinator. He has been a Super Bowl runner-up head coach. His defenses in Dallas the last three years have finished fourth, fourth, and fifth per the DVOA metric, uh, and he has created defenses throughout his career that are turnover creators. Uh, it's one of his MOs. Um, if you're wondering uh, you know, where he is from, and I did not know this until during the break. He is from Morristown, New Jersey. Okay, He went to college at Salisbury. I didn't know that. Salt as as in Salisbury, Maryland, as in Route 50 going east, hon, in Salisbury, Maryland. I didn't know Dan Quinn went to Salisbury. Um, powerhouse in lacrosse, D3 lacrosse, right? Uh, anyway, um, started his career uh, as a D-line coach at William & Mary. Then he was at VMI. Then he was at Hofstra. Defensive line, defensive line, defensive line. Became the defensive coordinator at Hofstra in 2000. And then got his first NFL job in 2001-2002 with the 49ers as a defensive quality control coach. He became the D-line with the 49ers in 03-04. He was the D-line coach in Miami in 05-06. He then went to the Jets as the defensive line coach in 07 and then he became the D-line coach in Seattle in 2009 and got an associate head coach title there. Then he went to college where he was the defensive coordinator for Urban Meyer at Florida, and then he came back to Seattle 2013-2014 as the defensive coordinator, head coach in Atlanta 2015 through midway through the 2020 season, and has been the defensive coordinator in Dallas since, and now he is Washington's new head football coach. Uh, the second straight defensive head coach Washington has hired, Ron Rivera, uh, and now Dan Quinn. Um, and the third defensive first head coach they've hired this century. The other would be Marty Schottenheimer back in 2001. I am totally fine with this, as I've mentioned I am in benefit of the doubt mode. I'm letting them get out there and run. We'll see what they can do. I do not think this was plan F. I think this was plan B. 
I think the Ben Johnson thing was certainly intrigue, interest, hope. Uh, But Ben Johnson didn't want to be a head coach. As far as Mike McDonald goes, I don't know, honestly, where they were on McDonald. I can only tell you that from the jump, Dan Quinn, according to my sources I shared with you a week and a half ago, was a possibility and was perhaps their plan B if Ben Johnson fell through. Why it took so long this week, who knows? Maybe it was a late run at McDonald, you know, which may have made him plan C, but Ben Johnson may have just been a plan and they wanted to wait to see and they never got a chance to see. Um, anyway, uh, I'm fine with this. Uh, I would have preferred when this process began an offensive guy. Um, you know, that's the way this league has gone in recent years. And with the number two pick in the draft and a young quarterback likely being selected, I think I would have preferred a guy that could grow with the quarterback and versus having an offensive coordinator that if the quarterback is right, ends up taking a head coaching job in two or three years. Um, but, uh, they got themselves a hot young general manager and a head coach that they said they were going to be looking for because leadership was at the top of their list. And Dan Quinn is a leader. He is very well liked. He is very well respected. I know that sounds like Ron Rivera, but he's not coming to work in the old organization. He's coming to work in the new one, and he's going to be the head coach, not the CEO. All right, 301-230-0980. We put a poll up. Uh, now, do you like the commanders hiring? Dan Quinn is the team's head coach. Yes, no, or indifferent. Uh, I retweeted it out. It's also there at Team 980. All right. Phone lines are open, 301-230-0980. In a rec, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Uh, let's go to Pauly. Pauly, what is your reaction? We finally have a head coach. Hell to the W. My reaction, it's about damn time. <laughs> That's my <laughs> reaction, man. But look, he checks the boxes for me, man. I said I wanted a defensive coach, and I also said I wanted a defensive coach with some head coaching experience. You know, to me, that was uh, Mike Vrabel, number one, and Raheem Morris, number two. Now, I'm going to say this about this Vrabel thing. If the reports are true about the whole uh, Rand Carthen thing, to me, that's a red flag. Like, I mean, that's Bruce Allen. Like, so you didn't want to interview a guy because of his relationship with somebody else you knew. You know, I, I I don't like that. So to me, that was a red flag. But that's neither here nor there. Now, you know, we got Dan Quinn as the coach. I'm gonna say this about Quinn. Um, he's done his best work as a coordinator. So I'm curious to see in his first year is he gonna be calling the plays on defense. And I think that he should, outside of bringing in a veteran defensive coordinator, which I don't think he'll do. So I'm curious to see if he's going to be calling defensive plays. And and two, let's not be fooled, man. You know, no matter who it was, Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris, Mike Vrabel, uh, even Bill Belichick, it's all going to come down to the quarterback position. Can we get this quarterback picked right, and then can we get the quarterback to play at a high level for a long time. Because that's the key to all these coaches. Even with, with Dan Quinn in Atlanta, you know, he caught Matt Fire right in his prime. I mean, Matt Ryan 
right in his yeah. prime and on fire. You know, so that's going to be the whole key is whether he's going to be successful or anybody else that we would hire as a head coach is going to be successful. Uh, the OC hire is the one that. that's interesting. You know, you look at the San Francisco guys, you, you see Greasy, you see Kubiak, Clint Kubiak. You think of a Cliff Kingsbury and what he's done with quarterbacks. Not a great head coach, but every place he's worked with a quarterback, it has worked. Um, you know, would you go more veteran like a, you know, Frank Reich um, as a possibility? I, this is going to be a very interesting hire. Does he only want to bring in somebody that he or Adam Peters is comfortable with? I don't want to see the, you know, Dallas and San Francisco to D.C. parade because I know that'll piss off the fan base who thinks it would be the replica of Carolina coming north. Um, thanks for the call, Paulie, as always. Let's go to uh, Nikki G from PG County. Nikki G, what's up? Your reaction, go. All right, let's go to Kenny, sorry. Hey, Kevin. What's up, Kenny? Hey, I, hey, I love that Quinn is the coach. I got two things, that point of emphasis I'd like to see with him. First of all, I'd like to see Jamin Davis turn into a defensive end and turning loose, because that guy has that twitch and that motor. I think right. he was missed. He was out of position for um, middle linebacker. The other thing I like about Quinn is um, I, I, we want a leader of men, but I think our defense needs the most help more than I think we're closer on offense than we are defense. It depends on that quarterback. But I think we need most of our help on defense and get them organized and get them playing better. Um, I, we're much closer on offense. But I think it's a great hire. I'd like to see Kubiak get the offensive coordinator position because I'd like to see somebody young, maybe a little more innovative, that type thing. But I think it's a great hire. It's a leader of men, and um, we we got, you know, adults in the room. That's what we should want. So thanks, Kevin. You do a great job. Appreciate it. Appreciate the call. Uh We'll get back to the phone lines, I promise. We're going to go to Dallas next, bring in Mickey Spagnola. He has been a longtime Cowboys uh, insider. He's going to join us to talk about Dan Quinn next. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Obviously, the big news, the commanders have officially hired or reached an agreement, I should say, to hire Dan Quinn as the team's next head coach. Keep it locked here to the Team 980 all day today and tomorrow for more information on that as it becomes available and as Dan Quinn starts to fill out his coaching staff. In Seattle, they announced yesterday they're hiring Mike McDonald as the next head coach on a six-year deal. Wizards in action last night. Their two-game win streak snapped against the Clippers 125-109. to Kyle Kuzma scored 27 for the Wizards. They're back in action Friday at home as they take on the Miami Heat. And that's what's trending. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, if you're just uh, jumping on uh, the show or jumping into your car and starting to listen to the show, the news broke uh, within the last half hour. Dan Quinn is the new head coach of the Washington Redskins. Did you hear me just say that? That was a flashback. The Washington Commanders. Uh, Adam Schefter, the first to report it. Adam's going to jump on with us at 1220 right around then um, for a few minutes. He's obviously busy today, but he said he would jump on with us for a few minutes, so we'll talk to Adam next hour. We are uh, efforting to get our guy Mickey Spagnola on the show. He's good. Um, n- no information with respect to the length of the contract. Uh, ben Standig did report that it's a verbal agreement at this point, uh, but it does look like Washington is going to hire Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator for the last three years, the Cowboys ended up with a top five defense per the DVOA metric for three straight years. And of course, he was in Atlanta as the head coach before that and really made a name for himself as the defensive coordinator for the Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks teams in 2013 and 2014. Do we have Mickey? All right, we've got Mickey Spagnola. Uh, Mickey is... A longtime guest on this show, and we welcome him back, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Mickey texted me and said, do you still want me on? And I said, of course. Want you on even more now that it's official. Um, We want the Dallas perspective on Washington hiring Dan Quinn. So we'll start there, Mickey. First of all, thanks. Hope you're well. Uh, what do you think Washington's getting in Dan Quinn? Well, you're, you're going to get a uh, not only a very good uh, defensive coordinator who's pretty flexible on the things he does, but I think he's a pretty good uh, leader of men. I think he's a type of guy that can command the room. Uh, and I think too many times in the uh, NFL uh, when they're looking for a new head coach, Everybody's looking at a, at a coordinator. Well, sometimes the coordinator does really well uh, just taking care of his end of the business, uh, and you don't look at the big picture. And I think Dan Quinn, having been uh, the Falcons head coach already, uh, has that ability to command the entire room to speak to both sides of the ball. Uh, I think he's very organized. Uh, and he's got one of these personalities, I think, that guys just want to follow, and that certainly was the case uh, with the Cowboys' defensive players. How big of a blow do you think it is to Dallas losing him as the defensive coordinator? Well, I I think if they have been doing their due diligence, uh, this is something that they should have been prepared for over the last couple years. I mean, his last two years, he did the, you know, was on the interview circuit, uh, and you had to know uh, or have an idea where you were going to go from there. So uh, I would imagine the third time around and when they saw him getting uh, second uh, interviews that uh, that they had to brace for the fact that 
you know, these jobs don't keep coming along, uh, and there's only 32 of them. Uh, well, actually, 31, since he wasn't going to get the Cowboys head coaching job, uh, that uh, you better be ready for him uh, to get one of them. So uh, I think it's a you know a loss for this defense. Uh, the the only uh, problem, uh, or you know, I don't know if it's a problem, but consolation is uh, defense didn't play pretty very well in that preseason loss to Green Bay. Uh, the Packers scoring, what was it, six touchdowns and seven possessions, uh, whatever it came to, or it might have been seven and eight. Uh, and so there was kind of a sour taste there. But uh, I understood what happened in that game because they got exposed in a couple positions where they came up one player short at linebacker and one player short in the secondary because of injuries. He tried to mask those deficiencies, and they didn't do a very good job of it. So, uh, again, uh, I'm not sure where the Cowboys go from here. Uh, they certainly got uh, somewhat of a candidate that uh, had been being groomed to be a defensive coordinator, and Joe Witt Jr., who was with Mike McCarthy uh, in Green Bay. Uh, and, you know, there's kind of three defensive-minded coaches out there that were head coaches without jobs right now so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see where they go from here you don't yeah, well first of all Belichick's obviously not going to come in as a defensive coordinator but you don't think Vrabel would do you well I don't know you never know what a coach will do to stay uh mm-hmm. in the game right it's almost like this coaching stuff uh it, it's toxic you you just have to keep doing it so I mean who knows you you can come in uh, one year, and they'll be coaching jobs again next year, right? Uh, that people will be looking for somebody. So I don't know. I just threw that out. You know, of course I was going to ask you about the last game. Mickey Spagnola joining us. Uh, Mickey's been on with us so many times over the years, at Spags52 on X on Twitter. He has been a longtime columnist covering the Cowboys, uh, part of Cowboys Radio TV, part of DallasCowboys.com. Um, and we've had great conversations about the two teams and their matchups over the years. Um, that game was hideous defensively. You just kind of went into the explanation, and I was going to ask you about the explanation, but that had to leave just, I mean, the, the game in general was such a big, big disappointment given the expectations heading into the postseason. But to me, Mickey, that loss was so much less about Dak and so much more about the defense. Oh, no, absolutely so. You know, I understand the interception return for a touchdown. Uh, they had another interception uh, but just because you have an interception and you get the ball at the 20-yard line doesn't mean the defense has to let them score a touchdown, right? So here's what happened. They, they had been playing basically all season long trying to fake the, the, the linebacker position. Uh, and against the, the you know, also-ran teams, they were able to pull it off by playing a big safety at linebacker with Damone Clark in place of Leighton Vanderesh. They just didn't have enough linebackers. They drafted one in the third round, DeMarvian Overshone. They had big plans for him, and he tears his ACL uh, in training camp. And they really never replaced the linebacker position. And I thought that in that game, uh, Green Bay exploited 
the linebacker spot, trying to play Marquise Bell out of position all season long and act like he's a linebacker along with J. Ron Curse. So, at, and then after that, when in the final game, by the way, against Washington, Stefan Gilmore uh, suffered the shoulder injury. Yeah, uh, He was able to finish that game. Uh, but in order to play in the next game, he had to play with a shoulder harnessed that needed surgery immediately after they lost the game. Uh, so they tried to disguise that by trying to play zone because they didn't have another cornerback on the team, uh, a third cornerback, that they trusted uh, to step in and play left corner. So they tried to play zone, which they did very, very little of that all season long. And, I, I mean, you, you don't have to be an NFL expert to know that they got exposed. They didn't know how to play zone. There were uh, Packer wide receivers running so wide open, the touchdown pass to the tight end. He was so open, he stood there with his back to the end zone waiting for the ball to get to him before he finished the final 20 yards for the touchdown, and there wasn't a Cowboy player within 20 yards of him. So they just failed miserably trying to go in the in the playoff game playing zone uh, and got exposed badly uh, by the Packers. And the other thing I'd like to point out that if you look at the losses the Cowboys had, uh, the, the, the six losses – they were all to teams except for Arizona. Five of the six were to teams with winning records, uh, teams that uh, ended up uh, in the playoffs. So, again, the, the schedule was padded with some easy games against teams with losing records. Uh, and maybe the best victory they had all season was 20-19 to over Detroit. Yeah. Um, when Dan Campbell decided to try to go for two from the seven-yard line uh, after that questionable call. And then he got the benefit of another call and missed it on the last one. Um, All right, so the next big question here about Dan Quinn, Mickey, will be staff. You you haven't thought about it, obviously, because you're not thinking about it from our perspective. But on that Dallas staff, who would you – who should Dallas be concerned – that Dan, that that Quinn might take to Washington. Yeah, and I think a lot of that'll have to do with what the Cowboys decide to do with the coordinator spot. Because if Dan Quinn's being smart, right? And this happens too many times, Kevin, and I think we've seen it. A guy gets a head coaching job because of what he did as a coordinator, right? And then you get the head coaching job. And then you become the head coach and let somebody else coordinate the position that you were excelling in. Uh, I'm thinking if he's smart, he's going to take over the defense. And then he brings in a guy as defensive coordinator uh, in name only, the guy that's going to do all the, 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 the back work, right? And then you end up calling the defense. Uh, so uh, I don't know if that's what he's got in mind or if somebody thinks, well, I'm better off staying where I am. Uh, although if you're going to get a, a, a title like that, you might go. Um, you know, a lot of people kept bringing up Joe Witt's Jr.'s name, but he, he's a McCarthy guy. He got here with the Cowboys because of McCarthy, so I don't know if he would leave or if they would elevate him uh, to the, the coaching job. Uh, I know Dan thought the world of Al Harris, the defensive back coach, right. Uh, and, and so he could possibly uh, be a candidate. 
to go with them. And again, you don't know what contracts are, uh, but those guys right there, um, Aiden Dirty, uh, the defensive line coach, has had some interviews for defensive coordinator jobs, uh, and and uh, so uh, we'll see where where that one goes. So th- those two guys right off the bat. But I think your big question is who's the offensive coordinator, right? Uh, because that's always the key when you hire a D de- and if you've seen a lot of the coaching jobs got yeah, filled by defensive guys. guys. Yeah. And so now the defensive guy, and I went through this when the Cowboys hired Jimmy Johnson uh, in 89 and he hired Dave Shula as his offensive coordinator, who just was in over his head for two years. And they, the defensive uh, oriented head coach can't fix the offense no matter what the offensive coordinator's doing if it's not working. And Jimmy didn't turn that team around till North Turner got here. Uh, and in the first year, they winning record, and they start their streak of playoff uh, appearances. So the big question is, and I'm sure that was the question Dan Quinn had to answer in the interview, who are you going to get as your offensive coordinator? And I think that's the big question uh, that will face them. And he may already know. He may already have this in hand. Uh, that I'm getting this guy to be my offensive coordinator, but I think that's the important hire for him. Yeah, no doubt. And there are possibilities coming from San Francisco where the new GM Adam Peters was, uh, guys like uh, Clint Kubiak and and, uh, Brian Greasy. But I was just curious if there's anybody on the offensive staff, the quarterback's coach, Scott Tolzien, Brian Schottenheimer doesn't call plays. You know, McCarthy took that back after Kellen Moore left. Um, do you think there's anybody on the offensive staff that Quinn would be interested in taking here to Washington? Off the top of my head, um, you know, it, it, you mentioned Schottenheimer, uh, you know, that's a possibility, um, because he's the offensive coordinator, but again, Mike McCarthy's running the offense, calling the plays, right? Uh, so if, if you took him, you're handing the whole thing over to him. And, you know, he's got a long history of having those jobs. Um, so I, I would think from the offensive staff, uh, you know, that would be, um, and I'm just going over my Rolodex of offensive coaches, that that probably would be the guy uh, if, if, you know, they, they could do that. But again, that's a lateral move, right? So the Cowboys would have to give you permission to be able to do that, I would imagine. Right. Um, what's he been like to deal with from your perspective, from a media Dan perspective? Quinn? Oh, one of the best. Uh, you know, every Monday uh, we get to meet with all three coordinators, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, and Dan Quinn comes into the room, uh, into the interview room, gets to the podium, and he'll give us about a, I don't know, depending on the game, uh, two to five minute assessment of the of the previous game and what happened. Just breaks it down without any questions, and then he opens it up for questions. And a lot of times, the best thing we get is what he says right off the start. So uh, he's been good, uh, you know, to to the the reporters. Uh, if somebody you know, kind of tries to, he doesn't really speak after the games as a coordinator, uh, but boy, he'll fill your notebook up on Monday and and good stuff and and honest stuff too, by the way. Uh, So, and you can pull him off to the side at times 
uh, and, you know, throw a question at him or walk down the hallway with him. Uh, and, and, he, and he's pretty good uh, on answering questions and, and being uh, honest and not trying to, you know, just give you stock answers. So from a media standpoint, uh, I would imagine anybody you talk to here in the DFW area, the area he, they would tell you he's a media darling. The defenses have been outstanding in Dallas, uh, you know, notwithstanding the, the final game this year against Green Bay. Um, always among the lead leaguer, league leaders in turnovers. They were number one in 2021 with 34 takeaways, number one in 2022 with 33 takeaways. They were 13th this year in the NFL with 26 takeaways. How do you think, from a football standpoint, he's able to generate that much uh, in the way of takeaways? Good talent, understood, but this has been a hallmark of a lot of his defenses. Yeah, and and, and an aggressive defense, uh, and preaching uh, those types of things. Uh, and, and you know, I go back to you know, I said aggressive, except for that Green Bay game when they sat back and played so much zone, uh, and, and they got burned. But normally, it's uh, a lot of man defense. Uh, he doesn't mind blitzing. Uh, he'll mix it up uh, where he plays his. Uh, defensive front, defensive ends, playing defensive tackles in passing situations. Uh, that all has been very good. I think the only thing uh, that I can think of that uh, was a deficiency was the Cowboys' run defense. Uh, you know, in, in all six losses, uh, they gave up at least 109 yards rushing uh 200 and what was it 222 to yeah. uh Kansas City 263 to Buffalo 170 to San Francisco uh their run defense was lacking but again a lot of that had to do uh with uh, not enough uh, bodies I, I'm not going to even say talent just linebacker bodies on the team uh, teams are going two tight ends and they're you know I saw on the goal line in that Green Bay game they're going two tight ends first and goal at the three and the Cowboys are out there with six defensive backs yeah uh so uh they were a little bit shorthanded from that standpoint but one of the things that has to improve uh is or the Cowboys need to improve with them or without them was the run defense will Micah Parsons the star of that defense will he miss Dan Quinn a, a bunch? He says he will. Um, and uh, uh, that's an interesting one because they've got to uh, decide on picking up his fifth-year option in May. I think it's May 2nd. Uh, this is his fourth year. Um, do they want to just pick up the option? Do they want to try to sign him to an extension? Uh, does he want an extension? Uh, but he, he thinks the world uh, of Dan Quinn. Uh, now, some of that is that I don't know if he got his way or what, but he got to play a lot of defensive end where I still think he gets neutralized too many times where he wouldn't be uh, at linebacker. Uh, that that was my only uh, kind of criticism. But then if he's not at defensive end, they, they were kind of shorthanded on another full-time defensive end to play along with uh, DeMarcus Lawrence. So that's one of the things the Cowboys got to deal with uh, this year with or without Quinn. 
Last one uh, from Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. And if you're just jumping into your car and turning on the radio, Dan Quinn is the new head coach in Washington. It was broken by Adam Schefter and others just over an hour ago. Um, And looking at the free agents that the Cowboys have, I mean, Teron Smith might retire, right? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, sometimes it comes down to money, right? Is it, am I getting paid what I think I'm worth to go through another season? I mean, he didn't play all that bad. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, it, it was pretty good, at least pass protection wise. Um, so yeah, they've got 16 unrestricted free agents. And, and the other thing that I noticed, uh, and just kind of dawned on me, uh, because everybody's making a big deal about Dak going into the final year of his contract. Well, they got four or five other starters going into the last year of their contract too. Uh, so they got a lot of work to do uh, this off season. And, you know, and of those 16 uh, unrestricted free agents, if my memory is correct, seven or eight of them are either starters or significant contributors to this team. Yeah, defensively, you know, a guy like Armstrong played well at times. Fowler, those guys are free agents. Could you see them? I mean, Washington's got a lot of holes uh, roster-wise and a lot of them on defense. What what about Armstrong and and Fowler in particular? And a lot of money too, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure he's probably looking at some of those guys because Armstrong was a good good soldier. He wasn't a starter, but – Seven and a half sacks as a rotation guy, uh, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, Fowler's been on one-year deals, um, and, and so you know Gilmore was on a one-year deal. Uh, so yeah, if you look at some of the guys on on defense, uh, you know there there's some of those guys that are going to be uh, available, and I'll guarantee you uh, from a free agent recruiting standpoint, if he gets you in the office. You're probably not leaving without a contract. He can sell, is what you're saying. He, he's he's like he's like what I used to say about Jerry Jones. If Jerry calls you into the office and, and not just football, you're buying but a seven of them arrangement, you will not leave without signing the contract. Right? He'll talk you into it. And I Mick, think I think that's the kind of guy Dan Quinn is. Uh, he's a good people person. Let's put it that way. Mickey, you're the best. Thanks so much for doing this. Hope you're well. Okay, thanks, Kevin. See ya. Yep. Mickey Spagnola at Spags52 on X. Kevin Sheehan showed the Team 980 and the Team980.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com.